Hello, it's David here. Please do subscribe to The Leader so you never miss out on our news analysis and commentary every day at 4pm. And get in touch on social media too. Just use the hashtag The Leader Podcast. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Britain's told to prepare for a no-deal Brexit. It looks like there's been a political spat between the leaders at political level, but now that the officials are trying to keep the show on the road. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, on the bus stop in Brussels. And Kate Nichols, who's the head of UK Hospitality, the, the trade body for the sector, said this morning that she fears that 200,000 jobs will be gone this weekend in central London hospitality. Jonathan Prynne, the true effect of Tier 2 lockdown is being laid bare, with warnings more restrictions could be coming. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is The Leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, get ready for a no-deal Brexit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Boris Johnson has dramatically told Britain to prepare for a no-deal Brexit after a bust-up with Brussels on trade talks. The Prime Minister put the country on notice that its EU departure at the end of the transition period on December 31st could be without a trade deal with the European bloc. That could leave businesses facing tariffs and quotas to trade with the European bloc and transport delays could see some food shortages. Our Deputy Political Editor Nicholas Cecil spoke to the Evening Standard's Bonnie Christian. So Nick, what happened today and were we expecting it? This was a bit of a surprise, this announcement by Boris Johnson. It appeared that the EU and the government were coming to an arrangement to continue talks next week on a trade deal. But there seems to be a difference in stance taken by the EU leaders and the European Commission. The EU leaders, um, probably egged on by... Emmanuel Macron basically stiffened the stance of the European bloc and particularly over the the route over fishing. This led to a response from Mr Johnson threatening to walk away from the talks. Why has this decision been made completely out of the blue? Boris Johnson had set a deadline of October the 15th for a breakthrough um, in the negotiations in order for them to continue. This has not happened basically. It looked like there was going to be 
some words agreed for, for them to continue rather than to pull the whole house of cards down now. And one of the British demands was an intensification of the talks. This had been proposed and floated around Brussels, but when the summit conclusions came out, there was no mention of that. The government in Britain responded by saying that we were going to start to prepare now for a no deal. So does this mean a deal is completely off the table? No, it certainly doesn't mean that. It could mean that. But what happened literally an hour after Boris Johnson had made his statement is that the European Commission President, Ursula von der Leyen, tweeted that a team from Brussels would be heading to London to intensify the talks. And this was a key British demand. So it looks like there's been a political spat between the leaders at political level but now that the officials are trying to keep the show on the road. If we are to leave without a deal, what are the big knock-on effects of that that we could see here in the UK? Economically, they could potentially be catastrophic. You're certainly talking about businesses facing tariffs and also quotas. There could also be food shortages, some food shortages, particularly fresh food shortages in the UK for, for weeks. Even before this threat of a no deal erupted at lunchtime, the boss of Tesco's was saying that there could be some food shortages. If there literally is no deal, then obviously the likelihood of those would increase dramatically. Shortly after Mr Johnson spoke, that the pound fell against the euro, which is a, a, a sign of, of concerns. The next step is really the meeting next week to see whether the EU negotiators and the British negotiators can make a breakthrough. The meeting may not happen, but it looks like it will happen. And it's in both sides' interest to strike a deal. Both will play hardball, and often agreements are really only reached at five minutes to midnight when both parties are staring into the abyss. And they, they know that unless they reach a deal now, things could get very, very messy. These talks have been stalled for months now, with either side not really budging at all. Is there any sense of what the outcome could be? No, it's too hard to tell. Given the economic damage that a no deal could cause, and Boris Johnson will be fully aware of this, and Michael Gove is, you would expect a deal to be reached. But EU leaders think they've got the stronger hand, and so will try and really go for the best deal possible for them. And that will put pressure and strain on the British government because they really don't want to make many more concessions, especially with so many hardline Brexiteers in the Tory party. Next. I had one leading hospitality boss saying to me this morning, I've just lost count of the number of daggers that have gone into the back of the hospitality sector in London. This could be the, the one that pushes people over the brink. What's the true cost of Tier 2? ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. 
Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Restaurants, pubs and bars across London are scrambling to be ready for the new high alert restrictions coming into force at midnight. As economists warn, the measures will cost the capital an extra £10 billion. Hospitality industry leaders say the Tier 2 status ordered by Health Secretary Matt Hancock yesterday could be the final nail in the coffin for many. Our editorial column says the death of the sector cannot be allowed. The tier system was supposed to make things simple, replacing a patchwork of local lockdowns with a clear three-point ranking system. What it has in fact done is introduce a different sort of chaos, and a more expensive one. In the space of a week, London has been bounced from tier one to tier two, giving restaurants and businesses barely enough time to accommodate one crippling set of restrictions before another has appeared. We have called for the government to show its workings, to be clear about its rules, to listen harder to business, but above all, we say enough. We do not support any further restrictions or another lockdown. Control the virus, yes, but in a way that allows us to live with it. A repeat of the hard lockdown is not the answer. Our consumer business editor, Jonathan Prynne, is here. Jonathan, with all these restrictions and the threat of more to come, this city has had enough, hasn't it? I think it probably has, or at least certain sections of it. The, the hospitality sector, which we keep talking about, but is huge for London. Many hundreds of thousands of people employed, um, billions created for the London economy and the broader economy, and just you know something that London is, has a world reputation for, world-leading reputation for. Uh, and that industry is once again on the floor. I had one um, leading hospitality boss saying to me this morning, I've just lost count of the number of daggers that have gone into the back of of the hospitality sector in um, in London. And this, is, this could be the, the one that pushes people over the brink. What do they need then? What are they looking for right now? Well, I mean, a point they make is that with Tier 2 status, you don't get any financial support, whereas in Tier 3, where certain establishments are forced to close down by law, you get support, you get a kind of son of furlough support for your staff, two-thirds of pay paid by the government. And some businesses are also entitled to grants. They're not huge, £3,000 per business, but could make a difference to a, a small uh, a small venue, a bar or a pub or something that's operating independently. None of that is available for businesses that um, are in Tier 2 territory, which is London and Essex, because it only applies if you are forced to close down by law, not by just not being viable as a business. So with some businesses literally just hanging on by a fingernail, right now if there are any further restrictions just more or less anything they're worried that'll be it they are they're worried it'll be it in fact kate nichols who's the head of uk hospitality the the trade body for the sector said this morning that she fears that two hundred thousand jobs 
will be gone this weekend in central London hospitality. 200,000, I mean, that's, you know, that's sort of three Wembleys almost. It's an incredible number of people who will no longer be earning, um, spending, putting money into the economy. They will be signing on for benefits instead. So it, it's a huge knock to to the whole economy. And I think all we can do is hope that tier two status doesn't last certainly beyond Christmas, hopefully not as long as that, but, you know, you have to be realistic as well. Um, the timeline seemed to be around six months. I expect this sort of phase of restrictions to be in place. So what's going to be left standing come next March? Uh, who knows? But there will be huge numbers of empty premises on in central London, but around the high streets of all over London. And that's The Leader. You can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standard's live blog, which you'll find at standard.co.uk. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.